Graphic design? Can you make a living at that? Three, two, one, fun, 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 Welcome to Design Futures, a show about what happens after design school. I'm Chris St. Cyr, and my guest on this episode is Kim Lay. It's good to see you. Hi, Chris. Good to see you, too. Kim is a senior graphic designer at Opus Design, a Boston-based design firm where she works on infographics, logos, websites, and illustrations for nonprofit education and food clients. Some of her clients at Opus are MIT, the Women's Network, the Westover School, and the McGovern Foundation. She is a 2018 graduate of the College of St. Rose. So how are you liking Boston? I like it. It's definitely on the chill side of a city, which I love. Compared to what? New York City, LA, Chicago even. And you've been to those cities or have you lived in any of those cities? I've been to those cities at least once. Also, I think it's the neighborhood that I am in in Boston, which is um, very quiet, most fa- mostly families. Getting to Boston, that was one of my questions. Can you t- talk about how you ended up there? I've never been to Boston before I'm, uh, I took the job in 2018. I just called email my career director. I was really desperate, so I was trying everything after school, and she was generous enough. To let me come to invite me to have like a two day in the studio design test session with the team. Um, so I met everyone. So all this happened in July 2018. So I went out. They weren't hiring anybody at that time. So I thought, well, you know, it was a shot. Anyways, because I thought like maybe I could stay, you know, I could just make a connection and become the freelancer or whatever. So I came out, I did two days uh, of just being in the studio with the other designers and directors. I did one local project and a cover design for a school that I cannot remember the name. And then a week later, Lily emailed me and offered me the job, which at that point I didn't have any offers, so I just took it. Talk about how you found out about Opus though, because that's oh, yeah. that's a detail that I think certainly students need to hear about. Like, so oh. you got to back up even more with your story. Right. Uh, yeah. So rewind. Two months before I went to Boston for the first time, I went to the Addy Award in Albany um, in my senior year. And Opus, um, so my director, Lily, she was one of the judges that year. And she, um, they were playing like, compilations of all the churches just talking about their favorite piece for, for the competition. So I just quickly Google Opus on my phone when the name popped up and I just sort of bookmarked them and just kept them in the back of my head. And I, I think I listed Opus in the top 10 design firm I would like to work for. And it's hilarious because I initially didn't intend to go to the Addy in the first place because I didn't have, I couldn't afford the ticket, but somebody from the award just reached out to me on uh, Facebook and they offered me the free ticket to go. So that's how I found out about this. Let's take a look at your portfolio. So this is one you're telling me about. So this is a school 
Yes, so this is final result uh, after months and months of making. Um, so North Bend Street School, they are a school that offering a lot of like hands-on, handmade courses, or they're teaching you like these traditional crafts, mm-hmm. like book writing, carpentry, piano making, violin making, and many more. So my art director Casey was the was the person who designed the homepage. And then I sort of supported her and designed the other subpages. And we worked very closely with the client throughout this process to just sort of get a lot of the feedback, test out a bunch of design, what's make what's working and what's not, and then just refine it. Your small studio, are you doing all the design and then like somebody doing information architecture and wireframes and developing uh, it who's how is the whole process handled um so we did everything uh from the wireframing to design to development we do have in-house developers that take care of the dev side of the website project is the client approving like wireframe stage or architecture or they do things like that or they are only seeing the design um, they approve everything a lot of ways. Yeah, so they approve the wireframe, the design, and then they we would, uh, and then they would obviously um, test the website a little bit before it launched. Um, so this is the note, the Northeast Collective. As far as I remember, this client they so they sort of act as like the middle man to connect, I guess, local farmers with um, institutions like colleges and school to get the food, fresh food from the farmer to the school and just keep it local for the community. Um, so that's sort of their purpose. So I was two more people or one more person worked on the local. I think we went through a few rounds before they finalized on this final one. I remember there was some color tweaks here and there um, just to make it reference like the organic you know, nature. Uh, there's this one other project I want to look at, which is this oh. one. <laughs> oh my God. Which is not like, it's not I mean, a, it's a personal project. Yeah. Right. What, what is this? I just think it's so cool. I, I oh, remember you posting you. them. This is nine days at 9 a.m. Uh, <laughs> it was one of my, um, one of my many impromptu personal projects. I don't remember the, motivation but i just one day i just thought that at 9 a.m which is when i start to work i try to challenge myself to create an abstract sort of real never seen before not definitely not a thing you expect from me kind of a challenge um, at 9 a.m for nine days which is when I feel like the lowest because I, like I said, I literally just woke up just as a way to sort of push myself. And I give myself a half an hour time limit to create these compositions. And the first one that you saw, the very first one, that was just like me experimenting around of, okay, what can I do within the 30 minutes constraint? And then I just sort of lean into all of that, um, visuals that I built and then expanded from it, but then 
keep them, but keep making them feel connected but different in uh, right. their own way. So you're doing this instead of drinking caffeine. Instead of coffee. Oh no, I was still drinking caffeine. <laughs> okay. So, no. so this is your wake up exercise. And, yes, just to and, get my brain going. Yeah. Um, before I commit to any like serious professional project. So you keep you're keeping busy with with those kind of things. So yes. back to the the opus, the job. What's it What's it like working at a like a studio setting because you're you're in a studio setting as opposed to like a big agency or working in-house somewhere yes so before opus my i had an internship at an energy company with you know hundreds and hundreds of employees and there's different departments and you know everyone sort of had the cubicles even though they're not they didn't call them the cubicles it was open layout but it's I think it's just a fancier word for uh, cubicles. Right. Uh, <laughs> uh, you have a desk and you have a place to put pictures. In my three months of internship there, comparing to my current situation at Opus, I would say I do prefer the small team setting. I did like I did love my time um, at my internship. Everyone was very supportive. But there was definitely a more like hierarchy and channels of communications and admins that you have to navigate. And then since it was, I was working for a company, you know, everything I design is about the company. You have, I don't know, seven colors that you have to remake. You have like two fonts, two typefaces that you can play with. And then compare that to Opus. So obviously we have a lot of clients, so I get to work on, you know, different projects. On average, I work, I work on like at least two or three different client types of projects a week. Yeah, and are you working on all kinds of different yes. communications? Yeah, I try to do a little bit of everything. I do the prints, I do logos, I do infographics and websites as well. But yeah, so I try to do a little bit of everything, which does have its pros and cons, but I think the biggest uh, pros as a creative is that you get to, it's like you were able to speak multiple visual language or all yeah. at once because the different types of client that you work for. Yeah. How did you decide on graphic design as, as a career? So I did not know what graphic design was. When, <laughs> Most people no, don't. <laughs> no, I did not. I really did not. A lot, the thing is, a lot of young people did. Um, when I started and that I, and that just like, wow, um, for me personally, I was before transferring to San Rose, my freshman year, I was a, I was already a freshman at another university, Clarkson University in Boston, New York. I was a computer science-ish major, and emphasis on the ish, because I didn't know what I was doing. I just realized that calculus two was the maximum science level that I could could <laughs> achieve. So I thought, you know, it was a good time to yeah. really, you know, really reflect and, you know, and uh, just really had to tell my parents that uh, I think I'm just an art kid. And so I just researched a bunch of options. I thought about going to school for animation, but then I look at the employment rate in 2014 
I don't know what source I was looking at, but that I just remember the data wasn't high um, and the field was really competitive. And then I didn't want to be a fine art major because I, I was artsy in air quote, but I yeah. definitely wasn't like passionate about painting or okay. any of that fine art field. So graphic design was, it just seemed to be like a sensible choice uh, in terms of employment rate uh, based on the source I was looking at. And I think an agent from Sarah was telling me like all the alum, someone's alumni success story and when they were working, I think I heard Converse and, you know, as 18 year old, you just heard first word and you're like, oh yeah, that's what I'm doing. Right. Uh, yeah. So I heard Converse, uh, Apple, DreamWorks, and then I just thought, you know what? Yeah, uh, I guess I'm doing this. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. And then I, you know, and then I spent my four years and I, finally learn what graphic design was about <laughs> yeah so it wasn't it, it wasn't that easy though right as far as like how your family responded is that is that Sorry. is that my understanding you were an advisee of mine and yeah. so we would have certain conversations during advising time and and uh yes. i don't know what were you supposed to do were you supposed to go be a doctor a lawyer or i don't know something else Computer a, scientist, yeah. Yes, yeah, so I have definitely had a taste uh, of different career. Yeah. But yeah, so in so in Vietnam, where I'm from, before I went to America in six, uh, at sixteen years, years old. So in the Vietnamese education system, you sort of have to pick your career uh -huh. when you enter high school, which is start at tenth grade. You have to pick the category of the class that you, you would be enrolling in high school. So I was in type B, which focused primarily in chemistry, biology, and math. And essentially, those students that in that category B will apply to go to pharmaceutical school, medical okay. school, to become, you know, doctors, Right. pharmacist, so on and so forth. And that was my parents' dream to me as Asian parents do. Um, and, you know, just like the science, just like the computer science story, I realized I sucked at chemistry, <laughs> uh, yeah. like really, really sucked at it. Um, so, yeah, so I had to, and then, yeah. but it was also around the time that my parents wanted me to go study abroad. So I so I got like a year of just sort of be a high school student, a regular high school student with no string attached in America. Oh, and then okay. I, I enrolled in Clarkson University, which is a science school, heavily right. science school. Yeah, Clarkson, yeah, very like a lot of engineering. Right? Yes, like a lot. And I did okay my first semester taking Calculus one, physics one, and I think other computer science type class. And then I really struggled in my second semester yeah. um, with calculus two and physics two. And then I was like, okay, this is my limit. So time to think about jobs and the future. <laughs> and the future. Yeah. So, so the future's working out. Like, so how, how do um, friends and family back home in Vietnam, how do they 
do, do they see you as successful? I mean, I do. I mean, I, you know, I've, oh, thank you. You, were, you were successful as a student. So, you know, I, oh. I didn't have any concerns that you would be, uh, a, you know, award-winning successful graphic designer, which you are. So, but how does, how does your family respond to you where you are? I mean, you have a solid job, you have a full-time job, you're employed as a graphic designer. Is it something that they um, have thought about? Do they understand this is your passion? This is your career? Um, I think they are, I think they don't care anymore, uh, <laughs> which is not in like a bad way, but right. there's three of us, me and my uh, siblings, there's three of us. So. Yeah. I think at some point in this Kim's saga in America, they just sort of like, I think they sort of realized that, you know what, she's just going to go and figure things out and yeah. something will work out. Not like the best thing, obviously, you know, I'm not a doctor, um, right? but something would work out. So I think they just sort of took their attention off me, off of me. And also because they are still really confused about what, graphic design is about, which I don't blame them. So, so they, they sort of have an understanding and they've come to accept yeah. it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. They, that's just come when you get older and you yeah. just prove that, you know, yeah. nothing, you know, nothing is on fire yet. So she must be doing something right. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah. She's surviving. She has exactly. a roof over her head. She can feed yeah. herself and yep. yeah. And she's doing something productive with her time. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Good job, Kim. All right. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> wow. Thank you, Chris. Yeah, you're doing well. You're at this mm-hmm. small design firm. How how big is Opus? Is it bigger than when we last spoke? Yeah. So when I first started, I think that was less than 10 people, including me. Over the course of the last three-ish, four years that I've been with Opus, we definitely add on um, a lot of new team members. Mm-hmm. Um, as we expanded our service, of course. And also, I think the need for, I guess, the capacity of the projects also just naturally grow. And that's why we just add more team right. members over time. So, you know, we went from having one developer, one in-house developers to two. And we have some also have some freelance developers as well, if right. you look on their website. So you're, you're a senior graph designer, uh, what did yes. you start off with when you were hired? What was your position or title? I was just a designer. Designer, graphic designer. Yeah. Yeah. And so can you give us a range of salary for something like that? Yes. So when I started, my salary was in the range of 35K to 40K. Uh, and then over the course of three years, my salary just sort of slowly increased with like the more experience. Right. I accumulated you know, the more my seniority group. So now my sal- my current salary is in the range of 50K to 60K. Yeah. And then if you stay there and you like get a promotion, what's the next level up? Is there one for you? Can you still grow here? Or? Uh, I have no idea. I haven't yeah. thought about it. <laughs> I just think got, about those things. I just got this promotion. No, I just got this. So no, I have not had time Yeah. Uh, to think about that. No, it's, uh, yeah, whatever comes, comes. Let's talk about school a little bit, St. Rose, because oh, I God. have this story. Uh, you can fill, fill in the gaps, but I remember this one story, you know, like first day of class, come back and, and I do a typical question 
of like, okay, what what did you do for the summer? <laughs> and and Kim, tell you tell you tell everybody that you had a clover experiment. Like you were, oh, were yeah. growing clover. So what? So there's still an interest in some kind of biology or science or something going on there and organization. You had some experiment. Can you explain what you're doing in in your non-design life over like your summer break in college? What was that story about? Yes. So I, I am indeed, like Chris said, an avid fully clover, full, full plus leaf clover collector. So when I walk around, instead of looking at the road, I look down in the field just to spot the four leaf. Yeah, I just got, I think when I founded my first one, I just had this like over inflated sense of confidence that I can do it again. So I was just really committed to that task that summer. To finding and, them or did you grow yeah, them? To find them. And then I started researching on the web. And then I stumbled upon a blog that said, if you pluck them, you know, with the root intact, you can keep them alive for a week or two by just soaking them in water. So I did that and my clover indeed, uh, they did grow the one that I got the root intact. And then when they started to sort of wither out, I just quickly, um, dry them in like a book and then add them <laughs> to my collections. Oh, I forgot to tell you, I recently found Clovis in Boston after. Yeah, you go to Boston Commons? No, there's a park um, near where I live. And I just spent, I think, 20 minutes just sitting down, just hopping like a rabbit, just looking for Clovis. That's good. Um, That's that's uh, it seems important. Yeah, that's one kind of one of the questions that I've I've been asking people on, on the podcast is you know like mental health. What do you do for breaks? It seems like it's it, is it relaxing? Is that something you do to just kind of like, not think about work or not think about other things in your life? Is you just go and sit oh, on no. the grass and look for four leaf clovers? I do not plan my clover exploration. It usually when I'm outside and if I see a batch of clovers and I yeah. just. That's yeah. my focus. That um, sounds fine. Be spontaneous and just, yeah, yeah, relax and find some clovers. Yeah, definitely take my mind off of everything that goes around. I just um, love, I just love yeah. that story because, like, you know, you go around the room and, and ask a, a bunch of other college students <laughs> what they did. <laughs> like, you know, people would say, oh, I, I watched a lot of Netflix. Oh. I worked three jobs or, like. I worked a really crappy job or, you know, yeah. I didn't do anything over summer. And then Kim, um, I grew clovers. <laughs> okay, sure. It's astounding to me that that story stick with you. Uh, yeah, I, I love that story. Oh, thank you. It was, it was totally not expected. I expected, you know, to hear yeah. the usual stuff. To, to know that, you know, some yeah. people out there are doing other interesting mm-hmm. things that are not design related. You know, that's... Yeah. That's something to point out, I think. You know? Yeah. Also, to the listeners, I do not look like someone who would go hunt for clover. I am a five. <laughs> I, foot, <laughs> I am a five foot three Asian looking woman uh, with pigtail, wearing the overalls. <laughs> I do not look like a typical clover hunter. So I have no idea what a typical clover hunter looks like. I don't know. I don't know. 
maybe somebody from Lord of the Rings. I I don't know. Oh, uh, what is that? Oh, I feel like this word. What is that? Uh, those creatures that come that like pop up as part of, like the visual for Saint Patrick Day. The one that lives. Oh, leprechaun. The- Yes, thank you. Yeah. yeah, yeah, maybe a leprechaun. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, <laughs> I do not look like a leprechaun. Uh, I want to be one. <laughs> you want to be one. Yeah. You gotta, I think you got to start with the overalls. Yes, that's not trying. <laughs> so, that, I mean, that's a story from St. Rose. So what was, I don't know, what was your experience like at St. Rose? My God, it feels like a million years ago when I graduated. <laughs> I definitely made a lot of friends even though I failed at keeping in touch with them post-college, uh, with most of them post-college. Yeah, that, apologies. that happens. Yeah, um, I met you. They'll, they'll hear um, this and they'll reconnect with you. Well, yeah, we, that's, yeah, that's where we met. Yeah, I met you and Anne. Yeah, my two favorite professors. Uh, okay, in my vague memory of Salo, I just remembered the first two years I was very confused uh, but I try my best just to sort of keep a tunnel vision and just did what I have to do what were you uh, confused about I don't know just everything Every, everything <laughs> yeah, yeah just everything the world you know everything that's going on and also I think it was around a time where my English started to become more prominent Mm-hmm. in my psychology so i guess that's why i start to pick think pick up things more um, right yeah. and just trying to like take in everything um trying to do my best trying to survive i remember i stay up late a lot if you remember if i ever had like any 8 a.m class with you i always showed up like a zombie um, that's that's pretty common yeah um, you're the only one i live on campus for the first two years and then I moved out. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was an experience. What was an experience? Living on campus or off? Which, which yeah. Do you have a preference? I do. I do miss like the, like all the amenities living yeah. on campus, but I do prefer the freedom I had living right. off campus. So it's a little bit of a trade-off. I remember being really stressed out for art history class because there was a lot of reading and I am not a reading, I'm not a reading kind of person. <laughs> I don't know, how was I as a student from your perspective, if you can recall? What? How, how are you as a student? Oh, you know how you were as a student. Yeah, I, I well, I'm having a really hard time remembering. Um, I just remember I was trying to do my best. So here's, here's what I everything. remember you as a student. You were a good student. Oh, and, and I don't define good student as like good graphic designer. Like those are different things. You can be a good student and, mm-hmm. you know, so like you were, you were a good graphic design student, you know, you, you did Thank really you. well. You, um, you know, you took critiques well and you, and you made changes. The thing that I do remember about you that I would rant oh, about is you and there are, you're not the only one and you won't be the only one in the future. Okay. There's, there's always some students and you're one of them. Oh God! We'll like work on a project and work on it really hard and do a uh, really good job, and then the next week come in with something totally different. 
like, oh, you, like you I remember on a magazine project we worked on together you had this you had a nice design and we you know it was a cover and a table of contents and a and a whole feature story and lots of work went into this uh project and then the following week you came with a completely different design totally different new visual language new pho- photography new type everything it was completely different yeah but you still did it you know yes. like not not everybody can do that you know okay. i don't recommend that no no and i also <laughs> especially don't when, especially when you already have a success like you already had something that was good but um, yeah, you're you were that you were that kind of student i think you did that more than once with with me anyway you would do something and it, it was good and but you somehow were not satisfied with it and you would completely redesign it yeah for the, for the following week yeah i remember am- that Yes, I am indeed my worst enemy. <laughs> We're gonna move oh, to the pop, the pop quiz. Quick, quick questions, fast okay. answers. Uh, favorite thing about Boston? The transportation. <laughs> the public transportation. Public transportation. Yeah, I do love the bus and the tea. And the tea, yeah, that's what they call it in Boston. The tea, the subway, yes. the tea. Work beverage. Water and coffee. water and coffee. After yes. work beverage. Kombucha. Kombucha. Oh, I've heard that one before. Sketchbook. Blank or gridded? Dotted. The dotted grid. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Type or image? Both. (laughs) No, you got to pick one. Oh, I guess image. Photography or illustration? Illustration. What music do you listen to while you're working? Oh, that's a tough one. I bounce around all the time. I guess I would say to just keep me sort of chill and focused, I go with K-pop. K-pop. Yes. That doesn't seem very chill. Is that chill? In my weird, twisted mind, it is. All right, next question. Uh, Siri, Alexa, or Google? Siri, yes. Uh, So you work at home, correct? Yes, I do. remote like everybody else these days. So yes. what's your uh, home setup like? I bought myself an L-shaped desk. I highly recommend uh, people to just get a gaming chair. They do look gigantic and junky, and yeah. it, it will mess up your aesthetic of the home. But yeah. they are very comfortable. Mine has a recliner, so I can push up like the, ah. know, the fun part. Yeah, and just take a nap. Up. Yes. Nice. Yep. There's a back pillow. There's a back. There's a neck pillow. There's a back pillow. Yeah. Good for lumbar support. And your computer setup with your uh, gaming chair and your L desk. What do you have have there? I have a big LG 4K monitor, and then I have a MacBook 2019 a MacBook, model, yeah. I believe. Yeah. If you get the the laptop, you gotta have the second monitor, right? Yes. Yeah. It does make a difference. And so you're working remotely. How do you back up your files? Dropbox. Dropbox. Personally, I use Google Drive because yeah. it comes with my business suite. Okay, last yeah. question. If you weren't a designer, what would you be? Oh, interesting question. Okay, as a kid, I wanted to be a comedian. I think that was my first. Yeah, that was like my first dream when they like riot in your you know homework you know, your <laughs> elementary school assignment what do you want to be and i put comedian and everyone was like what is wrong with you um <laughs> uh i don't know i think i would 
I think the closest, I think realistically, the closest one would be either either a animator or an illustrator. Or an illustrator. Yeah. Okay. All right. Any final thoughts for aspiring designers? Oh God, it's weird giving out advice because I still think that I don't know a lot. Well, you know more than some. It's true. I do know probably at least ten percent more than younger folks. Anyhow. If you are graduating and you are unsure and freaking out like I once was, just keep going and something will work out. And even if it's not the thing that you want, at least it will give you a foundation to go to the to one step to to be one step closer to what it is that you really want. And also try everything. Like I mean literally everything. Trying to keep an open mind if you are not sure what it is that you really want to specialize into, and even after graduating, as you go into become a professional working designer, always keep learning. I think that's one of the things that sort of keep me sane um, throughout all this time. It just constantly seeking out different things. Yeah. Wise beyond your years. Oh, thank you. You've only been out a few years. Yeah. It was great to catch up with you. It's great to hear about your experience and what you've been doing lately. Thanks for uh, taking the time. Bye. See ya. So what did we learn from Kim? Number one, do your research about companies you want to work for and reach out to them. You never know what might happen. Number two, stop and smell the roses or at least look at some four-leaf clovers once in a while. Take a break. Thanks to Kim Lay of Opus Design. If you have any questions or comments for me or any of the guests, please leave them in the comments and subscribe so you can catch the next episode of Design Futures. Until next time, go learn something. Your future depends on it. Thanks for listening. See ya. Energy effects produced by home.